Welcome back to Fast Break from Straightforward Radio. Uh, don't forget we are on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and our flagship SoundCloud. So we are out there. You can share this podcast with someone who might need to hear it. Uh, you know, a helpful word I think is always welcome in most people's lives. And we always try to keep it upbeat here and obviously uplifting because that's what I think that's what most of us need, if not all of us, right? So um, today's uh, word I want to share with you guys uh, comes from 1 Samuel chapter 17. It's just a few verses there. The title is Unconventional because um, I don't know about you, but sometimes we get stuck in these cookie cutter things where we think everything is supposed to be exactly how we expect it. I don't know. It's like we get used to seeing things done a certain way and we think that's the only way that God can do something in our lives. Of course, this is because we see this every day. We see people functioning this way. In fact, sometimes when someone does something different or someone is just not, you know, what everyone else is expecting, they get ridiculed. I mean, I remember being in school and and in elementary and middle school and if someone was a little bit different for whatever reason, sometimes they were the outcast. Sometimes there was uh, that kind of unfortunate situation for just anything that's different that's not good or anything that in fact a lot of people find it threatening unfortunately when something is different and apparently works because that's the thing they don't like it when it works and see God works that way God doesn't necessarily do what everyone is expecting him to do the way people expect him to do it and that's something that you and I want to have straight in our lives because we'll be able to take advantage you know of what God wants to do in our lives so unconventional something that's unconventional is something that's not done how people you know I'm just in my own words uh, defining unconventional it's something that's just not the way it's usually done it's being done by in through a different avenue different format not what expect not what's expected right and i love it when god stuff does stuff like this i mean he does it all over the bible from you know in both the old and new testament you'll see god doing this trying to help humanity understand that he there's he's not in a box he's not in uh you know he's 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 not tied up, <laughs> you know. He can do something today in your life, in my life. There's nothing that ties him up that he can't do something, that he can't intervene. So what I'm going to share today is from, like I said before, First Samuel, and it's from David's life. And um, the the key scripture that I just want to quickly share is is verse 50. Verse 50 says, "So David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone." For he had no sword. That's 1 Samuel 17, 50. Now, I like the way this is emphasized because it really, uh, you know, takes home why this was significant to the person who was recording this. I'm going to read that again. So David triumphed over the Philistine, which was a, a giant. Anyone who knows the story of David and Goliath knows that this was not a natural thing, what was happening there. Uh, this, you know common teenager apparently some people think some you know historians or whatever theologians think he was somewhere between 17 and 20 something well we were never going to know that 
But the important thing is that scripture does say that the dude he was facing was by all accounts a giant. All right. And um, he had he, he was not facing. He was not engaging him the way anyone else would have. See, he was kind of breaking with what everyone was expecting. It says he didn't fight with a sword. It says he, he triumphed over him with only a sling and a stone for he had no sword so everyone is expecting sword that's what would have been normal for that situation that's what would have been conventional that's what would have been the way we do things see but god doesn't necessarily stick to that and in order to you know bring this home i want to look at a few verses leading up to 50 leading up to that verse so i'm just going to look at a few um, 37 actually 16 37 45 and 47 now verse 16 says and I'm just gonna read them together and then we'll go back to them for 40 days every morning and evening the Philistine champion strutted in front of the Israelite army so this is the giant right basically ridiculing them then uh, verse 37 says the Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine Saul finally consented. All right, go ahead, he said, and may the Lord be with you. Now, where does that come from? You know, King Saul was concerned. Actually, he was very scared, and nobody wanted to fight this giant. Saul wasn't facing him either. But David comes up and says, I'll do this. And Saul was trying for him to use his armor, which David wasn't used to. And that there's a whole, you know, people can get a lot out of these verses and, and, and all of this. But what I want to focus on is the fact that we just didn't stick to the norm. That's what I want to focus on in this whole thing. Not sticking to the norm. Now, verse 45 says, David replied to the Philistine. Now, now we're in a different moment, right? Now we're facing the giant. Now David's right there, all up in that, right? All up in this fight. And I mean, they're not actually fighting just yet. Right now, it's basically just the the giant kind of mocking him and telling him how he's going to kill him and you know what he's going to do and david replies and says you come to me with a sword spear and javelin but i come to you in the name of the lord of heaven's armies the god of the armies of israel whom you have defied okay so there's something interesting here right that david's bringing up you're really you're directing all this towards me, but you're really insulting God. I'm going to let that sit there for a second. Because verse 47 is the last one I want to bring up. And then we'll just go into this a little deeper. This is now after David has defeated the giant. Which I'm not going to get into all that so much. So much detail with the rock. And some people give a lot of significance to how many rocks and whatnot. And the sling. I just want to just, I want to keep it simple. That's not how that was done, okay? That was not the way you did that, okay? It's like right now, if, if I were to take my car because there's some issue, like let's say the check engine light turns on and I take it to my mechanic, and all of a sudden the mechanic, instead of putting the little computer that they usually put, you know, would take a can opener and just put it on, sit it on top of my car or something or where the motor is. I would probably be looking at him thinking, Hmm, that don't look right. Well, that's what was happening here. People were looking at David facing 
this giant not with what should have been the deal you know the sword the armor the everything else that they would put on so verse 47 says this is after he defeats him and everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people but not with sword and spear again this this thing of saying it's but not with this right but not with sword and spear, which is, again, what everyone knew was the way to do that. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give you to us. And actually, I said earlier, this was after he beat them. No, this is still before he defeats them. This is, he's still like, they're still in that back and forth. Um, so, what can, now, what can I apply to my life from this? Because we know that David defeated Goliath that day. And we know that he relied on God. This was not a normal fight. God definitely intervened and guided that rock to where it needed to go. Because, you know, a Philistine's armament, at least from what the what people who have studied this and uh, have given us accounts about it, their, their armament was pretty good. You know, they were pretty covered. So that rock had to be pretty precise to get where it went to defeat this giant. But what can, what can I apply for myself well let's go back to that verse 17 verse 17 says for 40 days the philistine was strutting right in front of them mocking them messing with them right it was a psychological warfare that was happening there first because that's was how most of our wars are fought we know this and most people know this right that before you end up doing something stupid first you're faced with a psychological Situation where you're thinking about it and you're fighting with yourself and do I do it, do I not do it, and all of that. So circumstances, problems, and even, I'm going to say, even the enemy will strut in front of you. Okay, these there will be a strutting in front of you and me. There will be a mocking. All right? You're never going to get out of this situation. You're never going to get the job. You're never going to get out of, you know, this... Uh, house that you're in that you you don't want to live there anymore for whatever reason your kids are never gonna make it whatever it is that that worries you whatever it is that's strutting in front of you and it can you know it can, there's so many different things sometimes it's at, at work problems sometimes it's in your neighborhood but these things will strut in front of us and kind of say, yeah, you're not going to get past this. You lose, basically. You lose. You're about to lose. And it's time that you and I, if you're letting these things defeat you before you even engage them, then we have to stop that. And we need to trust God. We need to be able to call on God and understand that we're not fighting alone. And I know that this is not an easy thing. Okay, it's not an easy thing to do. And some will say, well, that's easy to say. Well, honestly, we don't have a choice. You and I do not have a choice. When we're engaging the enemy, when we're in a situation that's out of control, we need to be able to recognize when something's out of our control. I have no way to fix this. I have no way to solve this on my own. So I can either lose it and still have the problem anyway, or I can step back and say, well, God, it looks like this is another one for you because I have no way to solve this. 
and then wait. Wait on God. See, because verse 37 then, like we saw something in verse 37. We need to acknowledge the things that God's already done in our lives. I mean, if you were to stop right now and think about how many things God has already done in your life, it would be a long list. How many things he does naturally? Naturally, like just in the morning, you have a bed there. Like in the morning, you know what I mean? That you just woke up and you didn't wake up on the floor, you woke up in the bed. Or running water, clean water. So many different things that we can just be thankful for and, and acknowledge that God has in our lives naturally. But then what about those things that he's done by grace? What about those prayers that he's answered? Because you, if you backtrack and you look at the different things that you've prayed for, you are going to find God's hand in your life. You're going to find his intervention. So that's what, that's what David did there when he said, the Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lions, he's bringing up things that God's already done. And the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. That's when he was telling Saul, you know, hey, let me go. Let me go fight this guy. So, so David is acknowledging things that God has already done. And you and I need to do the same thing. We need to remember what God did last time we prayed. What did God do last time for this other situation? It doesn't mean that every single prayer that we've made has already been answered. Okay? I mean, if you've been serving the Lord any amount of time, you know that there are prayers that God will answer in his time and you don't necessarily see it immediately but i'm sure that you can recollect many answered prayers and he can act again and he will act again okay we're going to trust that the same god who answered that prayer is the god who's going to intervene in whatever situation you might be going through right now but there's more in that verse. But there's more. No, no. In verse 45, I, I like verse 45 because it's it's like, let's keep it straight. It's not about me. Is what David was saying right there. I can paraphrase it that way. It's not about me. When he tells uh, Goliath, you know, you come to me with sword and all this stuff, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel. Of the armies of his whom you have defied. So this is not about me is what David is saying. And you and I, we need to have that same attitude. It's not about us. It's not about you. Okay? It's not about you and it's not about me. That's why sometimes we have to venture out and do what God is putting in our hearts. We'll worry about, oh, what will this person think? What will that person think? What if they don't like it? What if this? What if that? You know? If somebody doesn't like it, tough tamales. <laughs> I mean, if you're doing what God has put in your heart to do, just do it. And don't worry about whether someone likes it or not, whether someone uh, criticizes what you're doing or not. If I were to be worried about that, I wouldn't do this podcast ever. And, and thoughts like that creep up into my mind every once in a while, but I can't let that stop me from putting out the word, the word that God has put in my heart. And in the same fashion, if God has put a song for you to sing, if he's put an instrument in your life for you to play, if he's given you some kind of a spiritual gift, some kind of talent maybe, something that you're supposed to be doing for him, as simple as it may seem to you, as simplistic or as complicated as it may seem, if God has given it to you, there's a purpose for it, you need to do it. And he's going to back you up even if it doesn't look like what everyone else is doing. And that's what I'm trying to get at today. You may have something that God has put in your heart to do, but it doesn't look like what everyone else is doing. Or maybe it's not as good as whatever, you know, or you don't have as much experience as whomever. It's not about that. 
Verse 47 kind of locks it all in. And from that verse, we really can see that at the end of the day, it's not about the sword. It's not about, you know, it's not the sword. It's not the spear. It's not the car. It's not the house or the job. It's God who moves through, through these things in your favor. So it's not the job. Yes, God supplies through your job. It's not the car. Yes, God moves through that vehicle and he blesses you through that or whatever situation. It's not about these material things. It's about the source. It's about God. And David was aware at that moment that the way he expresses it, right? He says, you know, uh, everyone assembled here is going to know that the Lord rescues his people, but not, again, not with sword and spear. You know, God's kind of unconventional sometimes. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give you to us. So, it's about God, and it's about what he can do. It's not about what you and I can do. There's not much we can do in many situations. But we serve a God that is powerful and can intervene and will. So, what God is doing in your life may seem unorthodox, unconventional, okay? Or even straight up crazy. <laughs> but God is not beholden to any cookie cutter method of working or moving in our lives. He's, he's not, can't tie him up. He's going to glorify himself one way or another. It's going to look different. By people's standards, it would have been unlikely. It would have, it would have been unlikely that Moses, all right, would, would have been the commander that he was, a person who had a speech impediment and whatnot. It would have been, it wouldn't have made sense that David become king. I mean, if you know the story of when, when the prophet went, probably was Samuel, went and, and was looking for who it was going to be, David was like, the, he wasn't even there because he was, he was in the back somewhere with taking care of sheep or something. Okay? Um, they didn't even think he was qualified for that okay so by people's standards deborah <laughs> in a time when you know the social status of women was not like today women i mean deborah was was <sighs> amazing right and god used her as a prophet and he used her going down to uh in, in a time of war to become a leader basically okay so it's it, according to people's standards all these folks that i'm talking about matthew okay Think about Matthew, wrote one of the uh, Gospels. And Matthew, socially, he was an outcast, okay? Uh, considered a traitor by his own people. Mary, okay? <laughs> I mean, the whole situation with, with, uh, with Jesus, uh, I mean, you know, uh, the, the virgin birth and all of this, I mean, socially, that was not a thing, okay? Uh, you know, the way... Uh, it looked in front of people at that time, her being pregnant and whatnot. So, but yet look at what came out of all of that. Again, according to people's standards, even Jesus, even Jesus would, should not have been successful according to what people were expecting. But it's not about what people are expecting, is it? That's what I'm trying to get at today. So go ahead and sing the song. Play the instrument. Talk to someone. Publish the YouTube video. Go ahead and start a podcast. It might not look like what everyone else is doing or expecting. And that doesn't matter. 
It didn't stop anyone else who trusted God. And it won't stop you. Go for it. Do what God has put in your heart. Be blessed. Thanks for listening to Fast Break from Straightforward Radio. Don't forget to subscribe and share with someone who might need this today.